your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. presentation with Mike and Ethan or Elf will not be seen tonight so when we do stuff about comic strips I feel like we tend to focus often on the names of people who are associated with them but you don't necessarily think of as the star of the comic you know the background creators people like say Say, we talk about when we talk about peanuts, we talk about Charles Schultz, of course, but we also talk about Bill Melendez, and uh, and when we talk about Garfield, we talk about Jim Davis and also Lorenzo Music. But today we're going to talk about someone where Garfield takes an absolute backseat to the quote unquote creator who is involved. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, this is um, so this is something that the kids have probably heard about because it made quite a splash a little thing called Garfield Eats. We've and talked about Garfield Eats. We have. I think very early in our run, we kind of went off about the, uh, the menu of yes. Garfield Eats. Um, now, uh, Garfield Eats, uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, uh, was, was, keyword was, a Garfield-themed pizza restaurant. Um, which was created by Nathan Masri, um, who uh, apparently um, he had a dream. He went to Jim Davis and Jim Davis gave him the license or, or I guess probably sold him the license to make a Garfield themed pizza restaurant. Uh, he made three, I think, right? Two in Dubai and one in uh, Toronto. Yes. Or is Toronto in Quebec? Because I know it was in, uh, in Quebec. I don't know. Um, let's. I, I assume it was in Quebec. Uh, I assume Toronto is in Quebec because I think, I think that it's it's relatively close to Thought Slime, who is living in Toronto. Because mm, okay. Thoughts, because I believe Thought Slime is the person who initially brought Garfield Eats to the public's attention, um, with with a very popular YouTube video about it, and now everyone makes YouTube videos about Garfield Eats. Um, so there, we got to join so, in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I Follow mean, there's the train. so much content about Garfield eats. Um, you know, there's, there's a whole cottage industry on, uh, a, I guess, YouTube explainers where people will like tell you about a thing that you already know about. Yeah. And, and be all like, Oh, it's really bad and weird. Yeah. And very that obvious. actually happened. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Um, now very often it's, a lot of these videos, they, they basically are just like, oh, um, I've, I've w looked at a thing 
that you've also looked at. So let me tell you that it's weird, but not actually give you any information or uh, or speculate about or even or even speculate about like what went into the production of the thing. I'm literally just going to list what it is and say that it's weird. Uh, so we'll probably be doing that. But I think we're going to actually be trying to suss out what this is all about a little as well. So most importantly, Garfield Eats is the only Garf. It is the only Garfield themed restaurant or was it was it was the home of the first Garfield shaped pizzas, which is apparently a tremendous, uh, exciting discovery. But but most importantly, for our purposes, it has a reality show. Yeah, um, and that is str- that is um, that is strange <laughs> in and of itself. Um, but uh, yeah, there's it, it looks like there's one episode of this Garfield Eats reality show. Uh, yeah, just I one episode, and yeah, it seems to have been filmed, you know, at Mister Masri's command. At and it in the credits. It specifically says that it is a guerrilla reality reality show. So I, I don't. Hmm, I don't okay, think it was uh, all that guerrilla. I think it was pretty, you know, pay, bought and paid for. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so. Before we get into the actual reality show, uh, should we give some more background about this guy Nathan Masri? Because <gasps> I, I, I feel like, yeah. He is he is a, a character as you know what if you I, I don't know if it needs to be said. He went to Jim Davis and he with the idea for a Garfield themed pizza restaurant and he got the go ahead on it. So by definition, he is a character. You know, this guy's got to be a fast talker and um, he he seems to be. Um, I, I think the biggest question about him is how how much of this is is how much of this is him playing like eight dimensional chess and how much of this is him just being like a maniac? I am now later in this, in this reality show, he says, I don't really have haters because they don't know the real me. They they just know this version of me they've made in their heads now. But the thing is, you have created this version of yourself that we have put in your heads. Cause if you are not, because if you're not putting on a show, this is the real you, isn't it? And that's scary. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the real question, you know, throughout this reality show is are we seeing the real Nathan Masri or is this a character that he's playing? Um, or is it like kind of a, a ramped up version of himself that he's playing? Because um, he seems to be uh, so. So Nathan Masri. He is a um, uh, young young entrepreneur uh, from uh, Dubai. Uh, I think his what I read about him is that his dad is uh, uh, in finance and yeah. has a whole lot of money. Uh, <laughs> oh, you so, think? Yeah. So so you know. Uh, well, it makes sense. He's from Dubai, which is the land of you know the rich halfwit sons. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're from Dubai, you're either a rich halfwit son or like an enslaved Filipino maid owned by a rich halfwit son. Oh. As far as I know, that is the entire population of Dubai. Um, 
I mean, you know, uh, not also not to slag on Dubai. I've never been there. I've never been there. But um, what I understand of it, it's just like it is an insane place. Uh, it is just like what every every because uh, like, like I said, every, a lot of a lot of money. So every every rich idiot who's got a stupid idea is like, we can just do it. We're just going to do it here in Dubai. So it's like a weird, like future city from what I yeah, understand. It's, it's like a city where you can visit like the, you know, world's tallest all vertical water park inside a skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also I've been told that um, Dubai is is uh, where they tr- basically where they they try out all the, the kind of crazy like food ideas uh, that they they get from America, which they think are American, but like they're just kind of weird combinations that we we here in America might eat at like a county fair, but would not eat normally. <laughs> so like you go there and just go into a pizza restaurant and they'll have, like, oh, here, have a corn dog pizza, you know, and stuff like that. Um, are the corn so, dogs cut into coins or does it like, you know, just topped with frozen, unfrozen corn dogs? Well, the, the photos like that I've slice. seen, it's, yes, of, uh, of an at whole corn dog per slice, including the <laughs> stick. Um, now, again, you know, I, I should say, again, I have never been to Dubai, so this is my the knowledge that I've gleaned from the internet about Dubai, so this may be inaccurate. But uh, my understanding is that, like, that is a common thing in Dubai where they're like, it's American food. Americans eat this. And it's like, well, we eat we eat these individually we don't eat them together you know um but anyway uh that's probably why uh nathan masry decided to open two Garf- of the garfield eats in dubai which is probably you know the perfect place for it other than you know abu dhabi which would be the best place for it um, <laughs> i think i think there might have been one in abu dhabi i'm not sure Oh, really? Oh, that, that, well, good on Nathan Masry for doing his homework. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, now Nathan Masry, um, if you've seen him, uh, and if you haven't go like Google him because, uh, <laughs> he's, Nathan Masry, it's like, he looks sort of like Emmett Kelly. Mm. Oh yeah. With the, the hobo clown thing, right? Yeah. He has a permanent hobo beard. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> Um, it's, it's that, yeah. And, uh, he's, and he's got this very like, um, yeah, this very tailored orange three piece suit that he wears, um, you know, uh, which is, uh, I guess it's supposed to look like Garfield. It's even yeah. got the little, like, um, the little whisker things on the lapels. Oh yeah. I, I, th- I don't think I noticed that before this. That, that's. You know, I was going to say it's it's not that impressive as a suit, but I guess, you know, he does, in fact, have a couple of Garfield things. But, you know, you know, if it were me, I would have added some stripes. I mean, you might as well go all the way. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I think that is part of the issue with uh, Nathan Masry is that as much as he talks about Garfield um, throughout this reality show and also just in general, it is not about Garfield. It is all about him. Yeah. And, you know, he would not go the, the distance to do an actual Garfield suit because that might take the spotlight off Nathan Masry. Um, 
the advertising for Garfield Eats uh, is, is very odd because it's all photos of Garfield looking at Nathan Masry and saying, that's the guy who put me on a pizza, um, which was weird because uh, originally, before everyone knew who Nathan Masry was, it's like, why do we care about the guy who made we don't care we want garfield we don't want the guy who made the restaurant you know um you're not dave thomas of wendy's you can't pull this off yeah um, i mean the, this this whole this whole reality show is all about it seems to be specifically made for people who are already fans of nathan masry and don't necessarily know who garfield is C- can you imagine what kind of group that that entails yeah, because he he does say several times throughout this reality show about like they talk specifically about Nathan Masry's fans, his fans, and, and how they're just the best people in the world. And it's like you know, which is something that anyone with more than you know three fans says. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, do I, it to the fans. You got to bring it back to the fans. They're who mean the most to me. Yeah, it's all about the fans, you know. Um, and Nathan Masry at this point, I mean, uh, I guess he's got fans because he does have, um, uh, let's see, um, he has a thousand and thirty nine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah uh, yeah, YouTube followers. Ninety thousand followers on Instagram. How many of those do you think are bots? You know, um, he, d- that's a good question. Cause he is definitely the sort of guy who would buy, uh, followers, but at the same time, you know, he's he's such an uh, he's such a character that I would believe people would follow him. You know, just, you know, train wreck. Uh, watch that, which, again, you know, that's always the question with this guy is like, is how much of this is intentional? If you know, the, if like, that's if that's what it takes to win things. I mean, don't you feel like a chump only having like t- 10,000 fans for Midnight Pals? Jeez, you should yeah, be a lot more train wrecky. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I, true. You know what? I mean. I'm looking at me like a like a fool. Um, yeah, because the thing is, if Nathan Masry's go- dream, as he says, was to have a Garfield themed restaurant, then, yeah, he's a failure. But I suspect his dream is just to be known. And if he and if his idea was I'm going to just do a ridiculous thing, which is going to fail. But it's more important to be a spectacular failure than a moderate success. And people will remember that and that is going to open doors for me because they're just going to remember that I'm a known thing. Uh, in that sense, he's a huge success. Um, yeah. So he kind of, Oh shoot. What's his name? Um, the, the, the room. Well, who's the guy oh, from uh, the room? Uh, Tom, t- Tommy Wiseau. Yes. He wanted to buy his way into being Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Now that's the thing. Tommy Wiseau, like he started out as like a legitimate artist, but when he realized what people wanted, he just leaned into it. Um, and Nathan Masry, it's the question is like, was he a Tommy Wiseau from the beginning or did he do the same thing where he was like, Oh, now I'm ridiculous. I'll lean into that. Or, you know, even maybe he doesn't even realize it. Maybe he is legitimately thinks that like he looks good. It's, it is hard to know the, the, the kayfabe is so thick with this guy. Yeah. Um, is and, there a real Nathan Masary? Yeah, you know, it's I mean, it, it's again, it I don't I mean, I'm I'm stereotyping here, but it he feels like such a he feels like the city of Dubai made flesh, you know. <laughs> um 
just just like gleaming spires but like that but nobody lives there you know um the city know, of illusions like i have yeah but i haven't looked at his instagram i've only looked at his youtube so yeah. um and his and, youtube alone is uh I mean, keep in mind, we are seeing the carefully curated version of himself he presents to the public. Yeah, like a lot of this, like his YouTube, there's not a lot there, but it's it's OK. Uh, it starts out with him just being like he some he, he has some appearances that he had on, I guess, um, uh, Dubaian television. Yeah, um, where he just he appears on some like Good Morning Riyada. Yeah, I, I don't that, know what that is. is. Is that a? I'm assuming Riyadh is a, is a city over there. Must be, yeah. Um, I don't know geography. It sounds like the place that Cthulhu comes from to me, because I am very culturally ignorant. Um, but it just sounds like Good he, Morning America to me. So I just yeah, yeah. It just sounds like um, you know, you know, we're here at the uh, we're here at the Lake Tahoe, Tahoe Snow Resort for the opening of the ski season. Good morning, Riyadh. <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's probably that kind of show um because i i like listen to it and it's basically them saying like hey what do what do entrepreneurs need to do to you know rake in the cash let's ask young entrepreneur nathan masry and he's just talks about entrepreneuring he seems to be one of these guys who probably just like you know sends out a lot of press releases so news stations are like oh yeah just call this guy up Th that guy he, he's he'll talk he'll fill some air so um, he he is, you know, he's the he's somebody who takes advantage of everybody having a crank pile, like in yes. like a, like in the Watchmen. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's worked out pretty good for him. Um, so he's that's where he starts out. Then he gets involved with somehow he gets that meeting with Jim Davis, uh, gets the the rights to do Garfield Eats which is really the one part of the story that is makes the least amount of sense to me how he talked Jim Davis into this. But I mean, I assume Jim Davis is probably like, Oh, okay, whatever. You know, you basically, you take all the risk on a restaurant. I just give you the license and I rake in cash. So sure. Why not? You know, yeah. um, I mean, Jim Davis, we know the kind of thing that he wants to really put his all into and this ain't it. So, no, no. Yeah, I my impression is always in Jim Davis is pretty hands off with this. He was just like, you know, as long as the money is rolling in, sure, fine. Um, so that's when Nathan Masry starts the restaurant, uh, which I have heard. Someone mentioned to me that actually the name of the restaurant is not Garfield Eats. The name of the restaurant is Love Me, Feed Me, Don't Leave Me. And the slogan is Garfield Eats. But I don't think I don't think that's right. Um, I feel like it's the opposite because everyone thinks the name is Garfield Eats and the slogan is love me, feed me, don't leave me. Um, this this uh, reality show doesn't really solve that mystery because both of those things are up on the marquee. Yeah. But I'm going to assume that it's it, the name of the restaurant is Garfield Eats because I think Nathan Masry is is savvy enough that he would pick the better name out of those two things. Um, However, but, I think he is also clueless enough that he would fill in the wrong box on the application. Mm, that's a good point. Um, so he, he starts the restaurant. He has this advertising campaign that is mostly pictures of him in a three piece suit um, standing in front of Garfield. 
kind of pushing Garfield. It's like the it's like the opening sequel. You know what it's like? It's like the opening credits of Garfield and Friends, except <laughs> instead of Garfield and U.S. Acres fighting for a screen time, it's it's Nathan Masri and Garfield. Um, I was going to say that you know, for somebody who made he made himself a Garfield themed suit, he really should have made a normal themed suit because that's what he is to Garfield. Oh my God, he really is. Actually, he does often have a gray suit when he's not wearing his Garfield orange one. So, uh, so maybe that that's that kind of fits. Um, so anyway, he he makes the restaurant. Um, it's uh, apparently it is it, it gets a lot of buzz online. Um, I know people almost every video talking about it is making fun of how terrible the food looks. Um, I don't know if the food is actually bad or not. To be honest, it's probably fine. It's probably just, you know, it's probably just pizza. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Now when I hadn't actually seen what Garfield eats or love me, feed me, don't leave me possibly looks like before I saw this reality show. And the thing is, it's not a restaurant. It's just a walk up. Oh, that's right. So it's just, it is just a walk up. It's a ghost restaurant. I mean, did it, it kind of ha- it happened right before COVID, right? So um, maybe I'm mean, actually right during COVID. This uh, special, this uh, reality show came out February twelfth, twenty twenty one. This is the okay. latest thing we've ever made, done a show for. Okay, so this is this is extremely modern. This is yes. right on the cutting edge. Okay, so that so the COVID thing probably did not help. No. Um, uh, the Garfield Eats went belly up. Um, I think part of the, like there, there's some confusion, but it seems like uh, part of what happened was that uh, no, it it was probably COVID. Also, the fact that it's a Garfield theme restaurant. Um, <laughs> uh, I think at some point uh, Jim da- Jim Davis sold the license for Garfield to Viacom. Yeah, Nickelodeon Viacom- is now the owners of Garfield and Paws Inc. So. Right, right, and I guess they didn't. They chose not to renew the license uh, to Nathan Masri. So he, then he seems to have gone insane, and uh, further insane. Yeah, because he does continue using the Garfield uh, image uh, beyond this, which seems odd, and and seems like that is really like um, playing with fire. You know, once Viacom owns it and they're, yeah. they, they've got deep pockets for lawyers. Um, but uh, so he is he does continue using it. He tries to do like a frozen food uh, line of frozen food dishes with Garfield Eats. Yeah, he, um, he tries to license it as Scoopy Doo Eats instead. Yeah, that's right. He rebrands and he gets like a Scooby Doo suit. Like he's <laughs> a wearing purple a brown Scooby Doo suit, just like. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's and and that it's a he never does a Scooby Doo restaurant. It's it's Scooby Doo frozen food, I think, right? Yeah, I don't think he. And it, I'm so, pretty sure it's just Garfield eats frozen lasagnas re, rebranded. Right, right. Um, I, I think it is. I, there's one of these videos where he actually shows it. And it's like it is literally like lasagna. Um, and that thing that Scooby Doo is famous for eating. Um, yeah, it's yeah, so. And then, so he started selling Garfield branded pizzas, but then Scooby Doo branded lasagnas. So I think his next thing is going to—he's going to be selling Slimer branded Scooby snacks. <laughs> he's always one behind on the actual food. 
Yeah, he's he's a little unclear on the concept. Um, so he must have just had like I don't know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles branded meatballs before he did Garfield Pizza. <laughs> but the thing is, that wasn't his the end of things with Garfield because after Scooby Doo, I assume he got a license from Hanna Barbera or whoever uh, yeah. owns. I mean, maybe I don't know. Um, again. There's a lot of ambiguity about uh, Nathan Masri. Um, I've read I read a couple articles about him, but none of them really cleared the stuff up. It, he he seems to be, you know, again, he's kind of he's he's one of these kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of a shyster, I guess you might say. Yes. Um, is that OK to say? I just realized. Is that a slur? Uh, uh, no, I, don't, I don't think so. Right. Shyster? Uh, yeah. If like, it, like for, if a, it if is, for a shady Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was getting it mixed up with um, the uh, what is it? No, no. Uh, uh, Slylock or Shylock. Oh, yeah. The, okay. The, no, I don't. No, I don't know, think so. Which, okay. I think Scheister might like, have uh, might have German uh, German roots like a bullshit artist. A Scheister. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, I've always thought it was. I like how I'm just like I'm dropping slurs on air or potential slurs. And then afterwards being like, oh, is that wrong to say? Well, good. Phew. At least I went lucked out on this time. Um, Shyster, probably okay to say. But I'm trying to say that he seems like a very, he seems like kind of a shady guy. A huckster um, or. A huckster, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, he's a smooth talker. He's, uh, he's kind of a confidence artist, I guess mm-hmm. you might say. So whether or not he had actually got the Scooby Doo license, uh, probably irrelevant. You know, once he's doing it, people are going to, it, it, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. Yeah, he really um, seems like the kind of person whose you know, attitude is it's it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so now, for, forgive got, us for calling you a criminal on air, Mr. Uh, Masri. <laughs> yes. Also, now, forgive he, me um, for telling you that you spell your own name wrong, you idiot. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Uh, Nathan, it's Nathan with an E. Yeah, I've, Nathan I've with an E. Before. So if you spell a Nathan, N-A-T-H-E-N... Um, you're wrong. You're wrong about your own name. I'm sorry. <laughs> do, do you think he did that on purpose for branding purposes? <laughs> so what? So he could copyright his name better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many other um, Nathan Masaries do you think there are? You, that's you think a, it's a common point. name in Dubai? Mm, no, I probably not. Actually. And is, he, and is he really from Dubai? I, I thought he was from, I thought he was Israeli. Um, his, all I know is his family split its time between, uh, Dubai and Quebec. Uh, Mm. it is unclear like Tommy Wiseau. It seems to be kind of unclear where he's actually from. Dubai or Quebec. There you go. (laughs) Oh, speaking Um, of which, did you see the headline in the special, in the uh, reality show where it said, uh, well, let me, let me find it. It's, it says something like, uh, yes, Garfield eats creators says his, uh, his, uh, yeah. Garfield Unit's founder, Nathan Masri, says his new web series is inspired by Quibi. You mean, you mean that, that, uh, famous failure? <laughs> famous, not, you know, not even failure exploded on the launch pad. Um, okay. Yeah. So as far as I can understand, Quibi wasn't, the idea was that they would do like bite-sized content, but premium yeah, you know? it was it was going to be like Netflix for five minute shows and for shows that you would watch, you know, in bed when you first woke up. 
on your phone. Yeah, um, I I feel again, I feel like um, that's the sort of thing that is probably pitched by either either some some old cigar chomping executive who's like, I don't know, oh, what are the kids they love they like watching stuff on computers. Yeah, but the <laughs> or like or someone like Nathan Masri, right. yes. a, a very young, hip kind of uh, guy who just wants to get his foot in the door and knows that these old cigar chomping executives don't know what they're talking about. And he can easily, easily bluff them into some bullshit like this. So now, uh, maybe, so there was, so somebody like that came up with Quibi and then Nathan Masri was like, why don't I steal this idea? So that's the kind of level we're talking about with him. He's kind of a second generation uh, huckster. Yeah, a uh, photocopy of a photocopy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he is, uh, uh, you know, so much of his brand is like piggybacking on kind of like what feels like uh, um, Erzat's versions of beloved characters. Oh, um, because, <laughs> we, we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but anyway, continuing the, the life of Nathan Masri, after the Scooby-Doo thing, he seems to have returned to Garfield, to his roots, and uh, now he's he's got a website. I guess on his website, he's mostly like he, he created a, a knockoff. Oh, sorry. Actually, this is the thing you're talking about, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, well, yeah. well, Ethan, you explain this because I cannot figure this out. This this oh. is where I, I just my brain melts. OK, hang on. Let me let me find his his Twitter where he has created and where Nathan Masri has created an alternate version of Garfield called Nathfield, or maybe Nathfield. I th- this is I, I I hate to bring the name up, but this is like kind of uh, Sonic Chew type yeah. stuff. <laughs> that is uh, that is gruesomely correct. Yes. Now, yeah. So, what is what is Nathfield's deal? He he looks like a slimmer version of Garfield. Yeah, he looks like a slimmer version of Garfield, who is based on, yeah, he's based on Nathan himself in the Garfield outfit. And okay, hang on a second. Let me look up Nathfield because I'm not finding it on his uh, his actual Twitter. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah Nate, Nathfield has yeah Nathfield, Nathfield has, has his, own, his Twitter. own Twitter. Yes. Join January 2022. Unlike Garfield, Nathfield is not lazy. The world is a catastrophe, and he will save it from construct from corruption in his orangey superpower suit. Okay, his suit now gives him powers. Yeah, now yeah, his suit gives him powers. He's like Garfield, but not lazy. So is that the only only different difference? I mean, he's also he also doesn't seem to be fat. He also doesn't seem to sleep in a bed box or have a John or an OD or a normal. He's he's like Nega Garfield. Yeah. You know? um, it's like, oh, you know, all those things that make Garfield a beloved character. Well, this guy doesn't have any of them. Um, <laughs> it's it's and um, but what? Na- na- Nath- what? <laughs> what Nathfield seems to be more than anything else is how they would redesign Garfield to be the mascot of a platformer in 1992. Mm, yeah, that is a good way to put it. Um, uh, this is also where Nathfield seems to have had kind of a, a psychotic break. I'm um, oh, sorry, Nathan Masri, um, yeah. because half his posts in character as Nathfield are 
uh, mostly him like getting uh, just just bizarre things. Like there's a, there's a whole like extended Nathfield universe that seems to be involved involving like uh, angels and like gods and stuff. Um, and other things are just incredibly tone deaf things where, where it's like, there's one where there, someone made a post about like, you know, the Supreme court, uh, you know, threatening LGBTQ rights and Nathfield is just says, should Nathiel use his powerful orange suit for this or not? And it's like, dude, kind of read the room, you know? (laughs) It's, yeah, it's very. It, this it's is like the one when, that oh, sticks with me right here. Is mm-hmm. May 9th. It has come to the attention of Nathfield by Angel Gabby that Uber drivers are raping and shooting Uber passengers. Nathfield will shake shack the Uber offices for negligent recruitment. Yeah. Okay. Like, like for there's a lot going on there. Okay. Um, but <laughs> raping and shoot. Are they? Is this um, a thing? I, I have uh, now. I I believe that like uh, there have been some incidents. Um, Nathfield makes it sound. Ma- Nathfield makes it sound like there's a full blown moral panic about this. I, I don't. I don't think it's that widespread. Um, but uh, also just the way he writes, he now is apparently trying to get involved in social in in real actual social issues with his fake cartoon cat in a suit. It's like. It's like when, um, like when there's like a, a, a an earthquake and like you know thousands die and uh, macro furries start posting online like, "Oops, sorry, I stepped on you. I, I did that by you know." It's like no, not the time, too soon. Um, but uh, yeah, or that thing uh, where somebody posted like, "Oh no, my like my friend has been missing for two weeks," and some vor furry was like, "Wonder where he went." Yeah, yeah, exactly that sort of thing. <laughs> oh my god, that, that's it. That's basically what it feels like with Nathfield. Um, he also, uh, uh, boy, am I glad he didn't say anything about Uvalde. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Um, has he posted recently? He doesn't seem to have posted since May eighteenth. So no, he's um, yeah. I think he recognized you know reading the. Okay, here's. Okay, here he is on May. Furtith saying Malik Al-Muk will ask Elon Musk calling on the richest of the richest in this low life, asking them, what have you done with the money I gave you? Why is there still hunger and poverty in your area? Useless, richy rich. Nathfield now has to do the job. You know, if only Nathfield was real, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, June 1st. Nathfield is a feminist, but men can be victims of domestic violence by bad girls, too. Johnny Depp wins. Amber is going to hell. Space already prepared. We knew. Oh. Yeah. Wow. You, you really could have. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I, I don't even know what to say about some of this stuff. Um, I, it's, this isn't even funny. This is really, really scary. Yeah. No. See, this is this to me. This, it's this does sound like he's had a psychotic break. I mean, this does sound like uh, I, 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 this sounds like someone with a genuine mental problem at this point. Yeah. Now, um, now I feel bad about even talking about him because I feel like you know I I feel like we're no better than than kiwi farms at this point. 
Well, well, we're at least we're not encouraging people to go and harass him. No, please don't, don't, please harass, don't Nathan harass Nathan. Nathan. Yeah, don't harass Nathan Masry. Don't harass Nayfield. You know, if you're if you want to look, you know, it's always safe to look. Just like you right. know, it's just like with mushrooms; they're all safe to touch, but you don't want to yes. eat them. I mean, of course, there's also the fact that, like, look, from the very beginning, Nathan Masry was playing a role, uh, playing this very kind of you know this this this. Uh, he had a very curated appearance. You know, we know every time you see him, you know, that you're watching a guy who is very consciously putting on an act. He's got this very kind of, I guess, you know, kind of dapper social media, Instagram influencer yeah. feel. Um, if this was still like the mid aughts, I think you would call this a metrosexual kind of vibe. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, what I mean, he reminds me was... of is, you know, you know who Ray Kroc was, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Found, not exactly founder of McDonald's, but the guy who bought it, you know, pulled right. it out from under the McDonald Brothers uh, thing. And he has a famous quote where somebody asked him about the hamburger business. And he said, we're not in the hamburger business. We're in show business. I mean, and, that's, yeah, yeah. And I think that Nathan Masry recognized that. But at the same time, you have to actually make the fucking hamburgers. Yes. I mean, well, you know, that's that's where Red Croc is a fool. Because we have moved beyond that. We are living in the, the post-reality world. Reality doesn't matter anymore. Everything is, everything is uh, apps and uh, uh, what are the other things that they use that aren't apps but are basically the same thing as apps? Um, uh, web apps. <laughs> there you go. Like everything's, everything is just like uh, apps. Do apps. Like I, when I go to work, my boss will come in and be like, we're going to do apps. And it's like, well, you know. We're, we're, but we make pies here. Not anymore. Now we're in the app business. So everything in, is venture capital for thing for vaporware that doesn't exist and will never exist. You know, it's like it's like uh, uh, Nathan Masry is the Theranos of fast food. Um, <laughs> but he is. Uh, but but my point. But the the reason I was getting this is we know he's playing a role from the beginning. Quite possibly, this thing that appears to be a psychotic break is again him playing a role. Um, again, because I feel like Nathan Masry understands the most important thing is to get people's attention and keep people talking about you. And if that requires him to pretend to be insane, he will do that. I would not put that past him. Um, now I don't know. I, I'm not saying that he's playing a role, uh, but it's possible, you know? I don't, um, I mean, I think that's entirely possible. I think he might be, you know, either... He's doing this with a lot of different identities at once to see what, you know, to see what gets a reaction and then uh, repeat it all over the place. Yeah. And yeah, yeah absolutely. Because he seems to have multiple, you know, he has multiple Instagram and Twitter accounts. Oh, yeah. His Instagram has 190,000 followers, but Nathfield has 266. So. Wow. So Nathfield is not really catching on, it seems like. I don't think so. However, uh -huh. I also feel like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's all an act and maybe he doesn't realize it's all an act. You know, maybe I'm, he's just plain sociopath. Maybe, you know, it's it's again, it's it's hard to know because we are we're looking at, we're looking at this from the outside. Um, I've seen lots of articles about him and lots of interviews with him. None of them really scratch the surface. They're, they're all about how much he loves Garfield and how much he loves 
making, uh, you know, a, a, being an entrepreneur. But um, does you know, he it's love one of those Garfield things... though? I don't think he really does, but he no. talks about it a lot. No, he um, talks about it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> look, I mean, yeah. look, I love Garfield. I mean, I think you would acknowledge that about me. I think you love Garfield yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. one of the things that happens in this reality show is he's talking about how you can buy these COVID masks with Garfield's face on them. And what these masks are is they are a huge Garfield smile that wraps around your face from ear to ear. And the thing about that is that, you know, if you if you knew anything about Garfield, as you know, I do, and I'm pretty sure you do, too, you would know that, you know, 35 years ago, they made a joke about that in the Garfield strip, making fun of it. Oh, about wearing Garfield masks with smiles? Oh, yeah, the, about the smile mouths. Here, I'll, uh, I've, I found a uh, copy for it. For you. Where, oh, let's let's see this. The one, yeah, here it is. It has it has John saying to Garfield and Odie, "Get ready for oh, the major yeah. yucks, you guys! Smile mouths!" <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly what these Garfield eats masks make you look like. And Garfield is going, "I'll keep him laughing while you get the authorities." Yeah, that really is basically, that is exactly what you look like wearing a Garfield Eats mask. <laughs> um, well, um, so I guess, well, well, first of all, is there anything more we should say about Nathan Masry before we actually get into the reality show? Because, uh, um, I think, no, I think it's, I think it's time to dive into the show and just, you know, you've heard oh, what we wait. think of him. Well, what? Wait, one last thing I do want to mention, I just realized, because uh, this is also related to Nathfield. Um, mm-hmm. part, part of, part of the, uh, thing that might suggest that this is a genuine schizophrenic break is the fact that he has also become obsessed with a troll of his, uh, pig bill. And I don't know who this guy is, but he pissed Nathan Masri off. And now he just endlessly draws this, this guy as a pig. And apparently Nathfield is, it's Nathfield's enemy. Um, and I feel like that's an extremely like. Mm, that that's an extremely uh you know paranoid uh delusional thing to do yes um, i was have, wondering if no, maybe pig you know, bill was another side of his psyche is like this is you you fat gross pig oh man oh my god he's basically like uh um he's he's nathan nathan masry is uh the uh i was trying to think of a classic example of of um dissociative identity disorder from mm. film or television yeah, you know like, one of those ex- one of those extremely uh inaccurate portrayals where you just yes. like become what we used to characters. call multiple personality disorder and it's right, which is right. not that yeah yeah like oh you know what it's like in um uh loose cannons with dan Aykroyd plays a character you know with <laughs> with dissociative identity disorder and it just makes him like talk like popeye every so often you know <laughs> it's like that sort of thing uh, because Nathan Masry has has fractured into various cartoon characters uh, with this. Yeah, he's, oh my god! Do you think there's a Do you think there's a the a Nathy do as well? Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! This is it's it's it, this is like dark and like one of those like uh it, like one of those um those onion miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> god, you're right. This is like I don't know, uh, a room of Gene's own. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, anyway, but yeah, so that is that is Nathfield. Um, so let's let's speak of the the reality show that we that we see. Yes, the reality show that starts with this kind of superhero suiting up sequence as he's putting on his orange suit, and it's zooming in on how he you know tucks in the Garfield faced uh, faced. Uh, handkerchief into his pocket and buttons up every button on the jacket and straightens his lapels and it's like I I feel like he's a lot he really thought this suit was going to be like a big you know the big selling point of his personality Um, it's I know that it is Garfield themed but when you actually look at him he just looks like a guy just dressed like a like a bowling alley of nacho cheese (laughs) Uh, bin, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, actually, he wouldn't have to change this at all to be a Chester Cheetah outfit, would he? Oh my God, you're right. Well, that's going to be his next thing. He's going to be, uh, <laughs> he's going to be selling Chester Chester Cheetah branded, I don't know, tater tots or something. Let's, let's... Funeral potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he's going to create Nathester Nathita to. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so this this uh, reality show, um, it, it seems very heavily modeled on uh, what is that show like Nightmare Kitchens? Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. Kitchen Nightmares. Thank you. Um, I think it's even got some of the same musical stings. Throughout. Yeah, I haven't. You know, I don't I've never watched reality television. They got it. That started the year that they, that all the writers went on strike and I was, you know, showing solidarity with them by never watching the uh, reality shows. And then they didn't go away. So I just kind of quit watching TV that year and almost ever since. I mean, that's probably for the best, honestly, TV's very bad. Um, Yeah. TV is terrible except for the dark crystal. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Actually. I just watched Um, that this week. (laughs) I actually have seen a fair amount of reality TV because I'm a scab and um, it's, it's, it's pretty much like this, like, um, you know, this, this, uh, this style where it's like uh, kind of uh, little confessionals interspersed with, um, you know, just shaky cam footage of people arguing who are not mic'd up. Yeah. Um, so, so in these, uh, what is it? Uh, this, this 18 minute video, uh, Ethan, you have basically gotten, I guess the last 20 years of reality television condensed. Wow. It all came down to this. I mean, the closest thing I ever watched to reality television was, uh, uh, drawn together, which, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which drew on the, the, all of the, uh, the visual language of, uh, of reality TV without actually being one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they kind of started abandoning the whole reality TV show conceit in some later seasons of that. They just ended up being roommates, you know, (laughs) um, like, uh, but, but, but yeah, so you, you're familiar with the, the forms, the kind of, you know, the confessional stuff and the shaky cam and all that. Um, so that's all here. Um, Nathan Masry is, is, uh, Nathan Masry. Uh, he's arriving. It's basically him harassing his employees at, uh, I think the Toronto Garfield eats. Yes. And this doesn't look like, uh, like Dubai to me. No, no. Um, uh, and it's, it starts off. Uh, he, it's, it's, it's weird because he is, um, 
kind of play I, I again is this the real Nathan Masry or is he playing up like a character um, I, the thing is I don't think that there's a difference for him I don't think that he knows that other people aren't playing a character yeah it's it's weird because I feel like he's basically Michael Scott from the office in this and I I can't tell it's like when I watch this I'm like Nathan Masry are you are you playing like an exaggerated version of yourself for laughs or do you genuinely think that this makes you look good? I, 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 I'm I not think sure. It's the latter. I think he thinks that reality, t- I think he has this idea that reality show villains are actually, you know, somebody that, you know, the reason that people watch the show, because it's probably the reason he watches these shows. It's I mean, probably the reason he wanted all, to do this, they do create all the drama. So it makes sense. It's it's interesting. They get all the attention. See. Yeah, you know it's funny to watch him because it's like kind of like watching, uh, you know, like uh, it's like watching that movie Network, you know, where it's talking about like um, it's it's almost like you're watching a guy who is like so uh, steeped in you know social media and reality TV and this sort of Instagram life and that whole like curated experience. You would think that that he basically loses sight of the fact that it is not real. It's a sort of guy that, like, he's so into it. You would think that he would know more than anyone that it's not real, and yet, you know, you become you become what you pretend to be. Yes. You know? He specifically says, "Do I look like a villain?" As he pats pets his Scottish fold cat named Garfield. Oh yeah, and you know what else? Actually, sorry, this is a little. I I want to mention a, an interesting thing that's not in this. Uh-huh. Uh, because I watched a few of his other videos. One of them was uh, 50 Questions with Nathan Masry. I don't know if yeah, you watched that Yeah, I watched that, that too. One. Yeah. Yeah. And he mentions Garfield Masry, his cat. In but that. we don't see him in there. No, we don't see him. But he mentions it. And, and this may be me being unfair because this might just be a language thing. But when he mentions Garfield Masry, he says, I have a pet, Garfield Masry. It's a cat. And yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I mean, because... I would never call my cat an it, you know, um, I, I, you I know, would be... you know who I've heard say that someone else Ooh. who is Middle Eastern freaking John Tron. Really? Yeah. He okay. was talking about, you know, how he has a bird. He has a parrot mm-hmm. and right, he, right. yeah, he, he said, uh, he, he referred to his parrot as, you know, it's, it's hungry. And, uh, and, uh, What's his name? Aaron from Game Grumps was like, you mean he's hungry? He's like, I don't care. I don't care if you call my bird a leaf. <laughs> oh, OK. Um, so may- possibly then this is like a cultural thing. It, it um, might be. But I, I felt like it was, you know, there's an interest. It says something when you don't respect your pet's pronouns. <laughs> right. I mean, I just think it's one of those things where it's like, like, you know, if I if it was a random cat, sure, you might call it an it. But like my cat. You know, it's like, hey, my my cat, she is, you know, she's a she, you know, Um, I'm not going to call her an it. Um, I feel like that because I assumed, oh, it's probably because Garfield Masry is just a cat that he bought to have in these videos. It's, you know, it's not like a cat he actually has a personal connection with. Um, 
So, you know, it's probably not even a cat he actually has, other than yeah. just bringing you in for these he videos. He probably just rented the cat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like that might be a little telling, but, yeah. you know, maybe I'm also reading too much into it. But anyway... You know, the uh, thing that struck Garf- me in that particular video was mm-hmm. when they asked him, what's your next project? And he says in a dubbed-over voice, The dog. Yeah, that was weird. I assume that <laughs> was... You talking about Scooby-Doo? Yeah, and then he dubs over it, but then he does mention Scooby later. Oh, maybe he thought... Hmm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's Maybe he's just trying to build the mystery. Maybe he accidentally said Snoopy when he was supposed to say Scooby. Oh, that that could be, actually. <laughs> the dog. I feel like he's, feel like he's not a... a into the deep Scooby lore. He's not really a huge fan of Scooby, so he probably would mix it up with another dog. Um, but wouldn't, why wouldn't he just dub it over as the proper dog, you know? <laughs> Snoopy-doo. Yeah. Uh, that whole video is its own thing, but yeah. uh, we'll probably get into that if we have, uh, you know, if, if we have extra time later on. Uh, for now, Garfield Eats, the reality show. Uh, or actually, I guess it's called Love Me, Feed Me, Don't Leave Me with Nathan yes. Masry. Um, so he's got three employees in his Toronto office. Um, yeah, we see his day with two of them and we are promised that we'll see the next one in the next episode, but there is no next episode. Right. Um, so we've got, um, uh, what's the, the manager's name? That's Michelle. Michelle, I I like Michelle. I think she's the real star of this show. (laughs) Yes. Um, she is, she is really, she is the character that he sympathized with the most. He's like, um, God, get me another job. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, Ethan, I don't know what your job is like, but um, my my job is is pr- my boss is pretty much uh, Nathan Masry. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> you know, just coming in and being like, oh, uh, I'm just going to come in and like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to like harass everyone, you know. Um, to make it, and, and you're, you're just kind of, and cause it's the boss, what are you going to do? You just have to be like, yeah, okay, sure. Just um, justify my existence. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of, and so Michelle is that, that's, that's her role is she's just got to take abuse from, uh, from Nathan when he comes in and, and, uh, you know, just basically just comes in with, uh, completely pointless and, uh, outlandish demands. Where but basically, point- yeah, 90% of this show is him attempting to not so much micromanage Michelle as puppet her every move. It's yeah. like he's it's like he's constantly playing hot and cold with her. It's like, no, no, down, down, up, no, get that. Now take that over there. No, no, no. What are you doing, Michelle? You're ruining everything. I'm kidding. I love you. Oh. Yeah, he does a lot of that. Um he also does that very annoying boss thing where he starts going on like, oh, I love the Garfuccino. The Garfuccino is so good. It's the best thing ever. Uh, you don't care. And it's like, yeah. And as as an employee, you know, as an employee, I've been in that situation where you're kind of like, yeah, I don't care, but I have to pretend. And, you know, I have to pretend. And you're putting me in a very awkward position now, you know, by by calling this out. Why are you doing this? Please stop. This is torture. Um but um, yeah, but like because he comes in and he's all like, oh, um, we need to. There's like a like one of those flat screen TVs on the wall uh, that I guess just plays Garfield and friends on loop. <laughs> Does it? Did you see anything? Oh, I guess it was a uh, I guess it was Garfield. OK, 
So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there is. And, so he is being exposed to some Garfield media because I really don't know how much of Garfield he knows. He seems to regard Garfield as more like an icon to wear on your clothes, like Hello Kitty. Yeah. The one thing he has mentioned uh, Abu Dhabi. He does mention Abu Dhabi in this when he's on the phone with someone. Yeah. But and I, he says, yeah, I saw that episode. I was like, episode. That's a running gag from the strip. Yeah, it's like that's yeah, and it's not yeah exactly. He's not bringing it up himself. Someone says it, and he reacts, and that you know. So yeah. it's like I, I don't think he I don't think he is a uh, is a Garfield, you know. I, yeah. I don't think he's a deep Garfield fan. He he's remind a, you know who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Pat Lee. Pat Lee. Um, Pat Lee was the the owner of a company called Dreamwave who were a huge smash in the middle of the 2000s when they got the license to make Transformers comics. And Pat Lee was a big Transformers fan, but he really didn't seem to understand them because he said something like, well, the Transformers cartoon was so great that obviously toys had to follow, not realizing that, no, the cartoon is based on the toys, not the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) Is Pat Lee the dull surprise guy? Yes, that is Pat Lee. Dull surprise. Okay, okay. I, I'm 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 passingly familiar with Pat Lee then. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pat Lee is the one who drew a scene where he ended a story with everybody looking into the sky as if something were coming. And then nothing did. He just wasn't actually showing them looking at anything because he couldn't draw faces. <laughs> <laughs> well faces are kind of, no in all fairness faces are pretty hard to draw so you know <laughs> something most artists have to kind of fudge it you have to just you know, usually when you're you're drawing you just always hide the face so no one can see it it's like uh it's like hands yeah um, <laughs> that's why the most the the most beloved character to draw for everyone is the shy guy no face no hands yeah. no nothing ah perfect um Anyway, so, um, so Nathan Masri, uh, apparently not a Garfield fan from, from what I'm picking up from this episode. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's a fan of Garfield in the same way that, you know, you can be a fan of like, uh, jumping rope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he, li- he likes Garfield in the, se- in the sense that Garfield is, you know, I think he, I'll say this. I think, I don't think he likes Garfield like as a fan would, I think he respects Garfield as an icon, you know, like he, yeah. he likes, he likes that Garfield is famous and he, uh, you know what? He may be, uh, that might in fact be why uh, Jim Davis was like, this is a guy I'm going to trust with my Garfield label because in some respects we're kind of the same, you know, uh, Jim Davis. I mean, he is kind of a creative guy, but at the same time he is very commercial and he did specifically create Garfield because that would sell. You know, so um, he and he knew, look, I'm going to design Garfield to be appealing so he can be merchandised. Uh, And Nathan Masri, I think, respects that hustle. So I don't think he's very interested in in the create, you know, Garfield as a creative force. Um, So he probably doesn't read the comics or like watch the cartoons um, or any of the more where you you get a lot of uh, the more interesting uh, wild man aspects of Jim Davis. Um, but he just likes, you know, oh, I, I, he likes that he can sell masks with Garfield's mouth on them. Uh, let me tell uh, you something. I would love to see 
Nathan Masri's YouTube channel come back and give his reactions to things like Garfield's Pet Force and Garfield Gets Real. I want to see oh my. Nathan Masri, how he would react to seeing what Garfield can be. Oh my gosh. Do you think we could get him to come on the show? <laughs> I don't know. I think we kind of slandered him a few times back there. Well, you know, um, if you're listening to this, Nathan, we want to have you let us know. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, uh, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and venture that Nathan Masri is not a person who would listen to audio media media. I feel like he would, he's a very visual guy. And I feel like if we're like, oh, we're we're an audio show, he'd be like, oh, no, that's 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 for, you know, that, that's that's for lamos. Yeah, that's that, that's how how's everyone going to see my orange suit if it's audio? Um, now, I feel like, though, it, it's probably not hard to get him to come on to a show because I noticed when I was searching for info on him, he went on some uh, there's some girls uh, vidcast. Uh, I don't know what, who she is because her channel is literally just a, a video of her interviewing Nathan Masri. Mm. And uh, <laughs> she was obviously just kind of taking the piss out of him because uh, she started asking him like, oh, do you, do you like Vore? Do you, do you think Garfield would Vore someone? And Nathan <laughs> Masri was like, what? What is this? What is Vore? Wow. You know, and he, she, he had, she had him like looking it up on his line. He was doing the usual Nathan Masri thing where he's like, Vore, wow, I love it. You know, because he loves everything. He likes saying that. Um, so, so, so yeah, so like, you think we could like have him, you know, get a, get a zoom thing going with him and just, uh, show actual Garfield media and just see, so what do you think of your guy now? Huh? How about, how about now? Yeah. You know what? I think we should, we, if we could, we should get him on and be like, look, Nathan Masri, we want you to rate every Garfield media, like in order, like, tell us what you think, like, you know, give us the, 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 you know, the, um, descending listicle of, we're going to uh, gatekeep media. Garfield to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, if we could somehow get in touch with him, well, he, oh, if only we knew his, like, if only he was a guy with a large, like social media presence. Yeah. If, if only he had an Instagram. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's for the future. In the meantime, Garfield eats the reality show. Um, uh, M- okay. Michelle, uh, there's look, Michelle, so, and then there's the other guy. What was his name? Uh, Devin. Devin, or yeah, that's right. Nathan, yeah. as Nathan calls him, Devon. Yes, and yeah, you know, Devin points out that yeah, he he's mispronouncing my name on purpose. Then, have you noticed how how weirdly you know artificial the racial tension in this is? Yeah, it's very. That's what is so strange about it, because. Um, it's it's clearly like kind of scripted, but why would you script yourself being racist? It's it it's not a good look. Um, again, I feel like he watched The Office and was like, "Oh, Michael Scott is like kind of cluelessly racist, and people love him, so they'll love me when I do the same thing." And it's like, um, I I I I it, it's. It's very, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. What we ha- yeah. What we have is uh, Nathan saying Devon is perfect Hollywood, blonde, blue eyes. You know, that's why I put him in front. And Devin is like, uh, I think he wants me to be in the front just because I'm white. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, because, yeah, uh, Nathan does say, like, blonde, blue eyes, Caucasian. I think Caucasian, he's basically, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he is. It's a weird. And, and Michelle is Asian in this. Um, I was wondering if maybe she was native, but I'm not sure. Oh, oh, she might be. Actually, I, I kind of assumed she was probably Filipino just from uh, just being stereotypical. Uh, hmm. But I actually don't know. She is. She's not white. Uh, yeah, she, she is, is. She is a uh, person of color, but uh, I could right. not tell you, you know, the uh, the color correction on this gorilla show was not enough that I could tell you which quote unquote color. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, she's she's the. Yeah, and uh, Nathan, I mean, he's he's kind of like, yeah, he kind of shits on her a lot. Yeah. And then he's like, he's he's always pumping up Devin. And it's weird because like, you know, and, and um, you know, I don't know. It, it's 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 a weird thing to watch because I think, yeah, Nathan thinks this makes him kind of endearing. But it's like, I, maybe this is. Maybe in Dubai, yeah. in America, we're not like we, you know, I don't. Of course, know. this is um, not America. It's Canada. That's true. I feel like Canada is probably. I don't know how racist Canadians are. Actually, uh-huh. Canadians are very racist, aren't they? They're uh, they're like I us. Mean, yeah, they're they're just like us. They're just smaller. Oh, geez. You know what? Actually, if Michelle is native, then this would actually play really well in Canada. Mm. Uh, the Canadians would be like, "That's right." Oh, fuck that. Native First Nations girl. Um, I don't know. I don't know what slur the Canadians use for First Nations people. So I'm not going to even I'm not going to I'm not going to I would not say it even if I knew it. But I'm just saying uh, they but first First Nations is probably not the word that would be in yeah, that sentence. You know, take that. You take that back to your round table. You Algonquin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, if anyway, yeah. Uh, but I think Michelle is she is the most sympathetic character because she has to react to him the way every beleaguered employee has to react to their dumbass boss, you know. And yeah, uh, that's I mean, if you if you want to watch a show that reminds you of your own terrible job, here it is. Yeah. The thing is, you're watching it and it's like she's the manager. So she's she's in that uncomfortable position where she kind of obviously has a, a small amount of investment in in this position. Uh, so she's got to like kind of play nice where Devin really feels like he's like, uh, I mean, you know, he, I could quit tomorrow. To, yeah, exactly. So um, plus he's the golden boy. So even though it kind of seems to make him uncomfortable, uh, he's not like he's, yeah, he's not going to. Yeah, he could he could easily. God, what if Garfield eats unionized? <laughs> all three of them? Yeah, all three of them uni- unionized against Nathan. I actually, oh my god, it's too bad the reality show didn't continue, because that would be a great episode. It was. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. This show is at least semi-scripted, right? Right. Um, how how scripted do you feel like it is? Like, I, I feel like there are, I don't know about scripted so much as I feel like, uh, like they they wrote a thread to go through it and you know encouraged people to uh, to improvise something that fit that. Right, right. Like, I, I know, think it's supposed to be about how how difficult uh, Nathan is to work for. Right. Um, I think you're right. Um, I feel like the confessional segments are probably actually scripted. 
Um, I feel like the rest is kind like you said, it's, it's, it's ad libbed, but they're given like a theme to work with. Yeah. Um, it's ad libbed, but prompted. Right. And I do feel like Devin, Michelle and our third, uh, uh, employee, Noel are actually probably just the actual employees at the Garfield Eats. Um, you know, they, they, they don't feel like actors. Um, what about the customers? The customers I feel like are, are, uh, those I feel like are people who they probably probably put out like a casting call on Craigslist or something and said, we need, we need some, you know, some Nathan Masry fanatics to show up. Um, <laughs> that's, cause that I, would I, make sense. Yeah. Because these people, cause if they're not Nathan Masry fanatics, they deserve each other. Yeah. I mean, it's like, cause one of them is like a girl who has like this, she's got like a Garfield shirt and a Garfield tattoo. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I know there are a lot of Garfield fans, but, um, the chances that, that, uh, in, in this city that one of them just happened to walk in at that point, a little skeptical. Yeah. Um, also the, uh, the, the, like the, you know, the like rockabilly magician couple. Um, yeah. The punker guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a little too theatrical to be a coincidence, you know? Yeah. I, I really, I really like the idea that, uh, Nathan is getting a taste of his own medicine because this, you know, exhausting couple to be around is like, come on, come on, I'll show you a magic trick. And he's like, could somebody help these people, please? Yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny because they do that. And then you cut to a confessional of Nathan yawning. Yeah, and it's like it's weird because I'm like, well, OK, then this had to have been scripted because if this was an actual interaction, it's going to look really bad that you're like kind of mocking your customers behind their backs when they leave. Um, but at the same time, even if it is scripted, the audience, I mean, come on, most people who watch reality TV are, you know, not particularly savvy. And the, we tend, you know, even, or I should say, even intelligent people can, can, can fall victim to the fundamental attribution error and take reality TV at face value, even when they should know better. So, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even me, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, why is he you no know, yawning and mocking them behind their back? What an asshole. Even though I know that, that this was all planned out in advance. You mm -hmm. know? Um, so it's it's I don't know. There's a there's a lot of weird tension in this in this uh, in this fake reality show. Um, what about the box, the bag full of presents that he got from a fan? Oh, what was in the bag? Uh, it looks like the there's an actual, there's like a, a UK Garfield book, one of the tall ones rather than long. And there's like a Pez dispenser, which he says, oh, I should keep my, uh, you know, relaxants in this. And Michelle uh, doesn't know what he's talking about. And he goes, it's a joke. So it's just like, oh, you mean your uppers or something like that. I would explain uh, why yeah, you have this constant high on Coke energy. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think Michelle is like, she... She strikes me as someone who's been in the, uh, you know, in, in the she's been in the trenches of, uh, you know, the retail and service industry for a hot minute and probably knows better than to admit to knowing what drugs are in front of her boss. You know, <laughs> Good like point. If, my boss yeah. came, you know, if my boss came in and said, like, ah, oh, I'm going to like uh, use this, uh, you know, this pen dispenser to hide my quaaludes. I just be like, what are what? What are those? I've never heard of such a thing. You know, 
Um, I definitely before your be lunchbox like, oh, yeah. opens and dumps out all your quaaludes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, would be like uh, that. That those are medicinal. <laughs> medicinal quaaludes. Is that well? I guess they must have been at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, in theory. Um, <laughs> this, this is medicinal PCP. Yeah, it's like uh, these, these. This is uh, this is medicinal crocodile. <laughs> these are my <laughs> these are my medicinal horse tranquilizers. <laughs> <laughs> this is my medicinal coyote poison. <laughs> Uh, this is my uh, my medicinal fly agaric. <laughs> <laughs> this is my medicinal eye of newt. <laughs> <laughs> this is my uh, my my medicinal uh, belladonna tincture. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, I think you win. <laughs> my, my wait my my medicinal uh, my, my uh, what do you call that laudanum uh, handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on down. I'll show you my medicinal cask of Amontillado. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh man, we should have a reality show. Yes. <laughs> oh, I feel like the characters we play are a lot more endearing than Nathan Lazarus. To be yeah. honest, everyone loves us. We're, we're, and we're we're not we're not that different in real life, honestly. I mean, maybe we maybe we you know make maybe we have a few more uh, you know serious moments between between ourselves when we're just you know hanging out in the car or whatever. But uh, you know, for the most part, you know, when we're on the occasions when Mike and I get together, it really is just like this for the most part. So you're you're just hearing us you know concentrate on something to, while we babble. <laughs> as much as we can yeah that's right and you can pretend when you listen you can pretend you're in the room and you're our friend too it's yeah. like hey ethan Ethan, look it's our good friend filling your name here come on <laughs> sit down hang with us we're talking about garfield eats yeah we should look we'll order some uh some garfield eats pizza do you do you want name of your favorite pizza flavor hey i've got that already great <laughs> mm, and i've just and look i've just and you know what? And and just because it's such a special occasion, hanging out with such special friends, I've made us up also a, a whipped us up all a nice batch of garfachinos. Ooh, medicinal garfachinos. <laughs> medicinal garfachinos. Now, some people call them barfachinos. I call those people enemies. But <laughs> why can't we call them frenemies? That was a literal um, line from the episode. <laughs> What does that mean? What does it mean? Because it made sense up until a point. And then suddenly it's like, why can't we call them frenemies? And I was so confused. Is is Nathan asking, why can't we be, why can't people who are his enemies instead be friends? Or is he asking, why don't we say, call, the, use the word frenemy instead of enemy? Maybe he I, thought I, he invented the word frenemy. I God, he would think that, wouldn't he? Oh my yeah, God, Nathan Masters. Like I, like I said, it was just like it's just like. Uh, oh God, I, I forgot his name again. The Room. No, well, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, it's just like how Tommy Wiseau thought that his movie was the first time anyone said it's so bad it's good. That's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> Nathan Masri is. I don't know. He's a lot like that, but I think he better Tommy wise up. <laughs> because he's, it's just, it's not working. It's, uh... 
Hey everyone, uh, this is Mike, uh, just breaking in to say that we talked so much about Nathan Masri and Garfield Eats that we're breaking it up into two episodes. So join us next week for the conclusion of Nathan Masri and Garfield Eats, the discussion. <laughs>